America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290 is produced by E.D. Bellis and presented by HKG Medicare Solutions, self-funded plan administrators, Renaissance Captive Solutions, the Omaha Press Club, and Caring for People Services. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290. Twitter is the place to be if you want the latest information on this. Just follow the Edie Bellis Twitter, at America's Canary. And uh, we're joined with Alan Hager this week. Alan, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. That's great. Yeah, great great to have you here. We're getting a lot going on. Uh, we've got Derek, uh, who's been patient with us, uh, holding on the phone. Uh, hey, Derek, welcome to the show. Thanks for the call. How you doing? I'm doing well. Can you guys hear me? You yes. sure can. Awesome. So, you know, I, I apologize. I missed the first about 15 minutes of the show, so I might be repeating what you guys said, but I have a few points to say on this. Uh, first of all, let's call this bill what it is. I believe it's an insurance company bailout. And while we claim to be against bailouts and we claim to be against big business, it seems like time and time again we constantly favor uh, and support bailouts. We did it, obviously, in 2008 with the banks, and now we're doing it with the insurance companies. If you look, uh, yeah, you have the, I just think this is unprecedented. People aren't, uh, including our own elected officials here uh, locally, don't understand the gravity of allowing the government to force you to pay uh, essentially a tax to a business. That's the unification of government business. That's corporatism. Actually, it's fascism if you want to get down to it. Why can a company or, or a private insurance company through the, uh, the force in the law, force the government and law, mandate you to pay a 30% penalty if you ever have a lapse in coverage. Well, see, that's what bothers me a lot. Well, and that, to me, is crony capitalism. Oh, 100%. I did, but I don't even think people are fathoming how absolutely scary that is. Why are we going to allow the government? We're not even paying the tax to the government anymore. We're paying it to an insurance company. But I also want to get back to, oh, well, we got to, you know, mandate pre-existing conditions and we got to mandate, uh, you know, you got to be on your parent. You can be on your parents' plan until you're 26. First of all, at what point are kids going to grow up? And I'm under 26. But at what point are we going to have to, you know, be forced to grow up? Or are we just going to be dependent our entire lives, number one? But secondly, if you're going to continually mandate all of these, you know, socialist policies, and I know everyone loves the pre-existing conditions clause, but you are still mandating a company cover something. And the insurance companies will not take a loss on that. It will be put on the, the backs of the taxpayers. And if you're going to have those, you know, uh, mandates, you cannot take a, uh, get rid of the individual mandate or you will not be able to fund this program. I know you guys touched on the, the CBO. I would love to see what this report is. I guarantee it's probably going to add astronomical amounts to the debt because you can't pay for this program. No, because, Absolutely can't pay for it. Well, and the, the only way the ACA didn't add to the deficit, well, which it actually ended up adding to the deficit but they said that it wasn't going to because they had 19 different taxes in it so they raised taxes right. on all these things and these taxes are now going away so exactly uh, do the math folks i mean it's just it's not yeah, it doesn't pretty. add up yeah does not add up and then and then you have you know republicans they're supposed to be for small government medicaid or you know against medicaid expansion however in this bill uh, up until 2020 states can play, basically go on an enrollment binge and enroll whoever the heck they want, get them, flood the rolls, and after uh, up till 2020, as long as they're registered before then, the federal government will pay for their Medicaid for the rest of their lives as long as they're on Medicaid. So you tell me that's not going to add to the deficit even more? Uh, but then you also go to the fact that, I mean, I even say the word Social Security as a politician, 
and all hell breaks loose because people think that, you know, that's taboo. You don't even mention Social Security. Well, what's going to happen when we create a whole new class of dependents because we allow now the, quote, middle class, households making up to $190,000 can get uh, government can get subsidies, a.k.a. tax credits. It's the same thing. A.k.a. entitlements. Right. Uh, they're getting that. Uh, for to, to buy health care. So you're creating, you're opening, instead of the, you know, the very poor being on government subsidized health care, you have now the entire middle class, which is basically your entire country. So good luck reforming this in the future, as they are saying that they will be able to do. They're not going to be able to do it. I agree Sorry. with you 100%. Derek, thank you so much for the call and for uh, your, your patience in uh, jumping into the hot seat. We appreciate you listening and uh, your commentary. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, you too. Yeah, definitely uh, on target, Derek, coming through in the clutch uh, with with a, a great assessment of what's going on out there. Well, yeah, I mean, he had to nail right on the head talking about, you know, the individual uh, with pre-existing conditions. You know, when you mandate something like that, not government and business, businesses are never going to lose money in that regard because somebody's going to have to pay for it. and. It's either going to be the insurance companies or it's going to be the taxpayers, and I guarantee you it's not going to be the insurance companies. It's going to be the taxpayers, my friend. Yep. And so, uh, you know, he touched on, uh, you know, so many different things in that conversation in just a short period of time. Uh, you know, one thing that you don't talk about is uh, charity care and bad debt duck deduction for physicians. I mean, there is, you know... We, we need to look at this whole thing. We need to look at S222, which is Rand Paul's bill, because I think that that's the, that's the better way out of this mess, you know? And so I, I this is a philosophical argument with Republicans. You know, you have conservatives versus those in the Freedom Caucus versus those who say, well, this is the best we can get. Well, I'm sorry. We put, you know, in 2010, you said we need we needed the Senate or the House. We gave you the House. In 2012, we gave you the Senate. Now we gave you the White House. Now what? You know, and, and this is the best we can get. Are you kidding me? It's a lot harder to uh, go. It's a lot easier to be in the minority party. Let's oh, it is. <laughs> it really is. But um, it doesn't really help if you don't agree with what what what's happening and my question is to the democrats that are listening out there right now my friends um are you willing to come to the table and admit the fact that affordable care act is is troublesome and we're going to read a comment when we come back uh, on our facebook page uh, that uh is an example of how real people are are being impacted right they should come to the table too i want them to come to the table i'm a bipartisan kind of guy so to speak even though I might sound one-sided, I I think we need ideas from both sides of the aisle on this. This is not going to be one-size-fits-all government. It can't be. What works in California doesn't work in Nebraska, and what works in New York doesn't work in Texas, for crying out loud. Maybe we should go back to the old idea of, you know, states as incubators of ideas. You know, Make it a health make make healthcare a state solution, a state based solution, not a federal government one size fits all. Because yet again, we're trying to box everything into one size box. Mm -hmm. And you 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 called an interesting article that caught my attention this week. Republican governors may determine the fate 
of an ACA repeal, and it's because of this Medicaid uh, question, which we're going to get into well uh, as well in our in our last segment. So let's take our final timeout of the week, and when we come back, we will uh, look at these this Medicaid issue and what that could mean for state governments all across the country, and what some of the other governors, such as John Kasich, Brian Sandoval. Even Scott Walker, what are they saying about the Medicaid provisions? We'll, we will share that with you as well as some of the best comments from our Facebook page this week, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenges, where you can find us, and we'll be right back. 